2: This is a crowd
1: podcast. So, what you're saying to me and Joe is that there is a giant <laughs> bee nightclub in the sky where the males shag their mum.
0: No, they don't shag their mum.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Marla, and I'm Tom Fordyce and this is Things People Do.
1: Some people do amazing things on this show. We meet zookeepers,
2: politicians, astronauts and some people who do other things like recruitment, cheesemakers, drainage engineers because Everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. See, I used to hate people, but this podcast has changed me. It's taught me stuff, and now I can't get enough of people. And the weird and wonderful things they do.
1: Okay, so your bone is a bit like a Cadbury's Crunchy.
0: The guy with a toilet brush took up his bum, okay? Fantastic story.
1: I have been caught tip a customer's car. Are you a robot, Lydia?
0: Well, how would you know? Kestrels used to be called (laughs) windfuckers.
2: And we won't stop until we've met absolutely... Everybody on the show today...
0: I'm Emma and I'm a beekeeper.
2: You're going 100 miles an hour and I cannot keep up with this. (laughs) Sorry. What's this coming out? Oh, my God. (gasps) It's been on my mind. Did I kill them? Yeah. What? (laughs) Don't tell me that you don't fear the prolapse. I fear the prolapse.
0: Whenever they ejaculate, they die. We
1: all feel like that sometimes.
2: (laughs) Oh, brilliant. I've always wondered why a bee dies when it stings you. Yeah, and how do they decide which one becomes the queen? Well, why don't we find out? Welcome to Things People Do. Hello, Emma, the beekeeper.
0: How are you? I'm good, thank you. So you're a beekeeper, are you? I am. You keep bees? I do. I look after them. Like bzzz. Yeah, like the ones that sting you.
1: We're buzzing for this, aren't we, John? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes, yep. is it? I'm going to keep saying that
2: all the way Have you me. got all these lined up?
1: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Them.
2: Right, Emma, when did you become a beekeeper?
0: It was about 10 years ago and it was like a complete accident. I wasn't, wasn't really interested in bees, had no interest in them whatsoever. Had never really thought about them. And actually, whenever I think about it, I had never seen a honeybee and knew that it was a honeybee until about 10 years ago. And then it just all happened. And okay, it just,
2: just, we will get into that yeah. because you just said honeybee as if like there's different bees. Oh, there's different bees. Oh my God.
0: I know, Fuck. I know.
2: But 10 years ago you started keeping bees. yeah. Forgive me.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll have to. Okay. Because
2: I've got this stereotype of beekeepers right. well, in my in my mind, and
0: most of that's true.
2: And you turned up at the studio, mm-hmm. and I went, "Who's that then?" Because <laughs> you know you don't look like the
0: stereotypical beekeeper. I'm not the stereotypical beekeeper. So was that part?
2: Is that part of it? As in, you make quite a considered effort to be non-stereotype beekeeper, or? That, that's just you. That's and you just, just like me. keeping bees.
0: That's just me, and I like keeping bees. I'm like the shadow corner of beekeeping.
2: <laughs> when you say you didn't
1: expect Emma to look like she does, do you mean that she's not wearing like a massive white? I'm
0: not
2: eighty five.
1: With a <laughs> with netting across her face and big thick white gloves. I
2: didn't expect her to come in a uniform. My stereotype of a beekeeper is fifty five. Okay, quite specific. Plus. Okay, less specific. Long hair, like really long, sort of. Unkept hair. (laughs) Why long hair?
0: Thin, thin hair.
2: Yeah, thinning, quite thinning. But lovely, because not really bothered, like, because they're more bothered about the bees. Like a hippie. Yeah, a bit hippie-ish. Yeah. And, like, dirty fingernails. Why dirty? Outdoors? Because they're working outdoors a lot. All of which, that's, is not you. I'm
0: so glad. But oh. I didn't hit any of those stereotypes.
1: Okay. <laughs> I've got a question for you early on, Joe. Um, Are you a bee man or a wasp
2: man? I think I'd, I'd probably go bee. They strike me as more cuddly hmm. and more cute. Like, oh, I could have a bee as a friend. Less aggressive? Yeah, what?
0: Well, there's a story why wasps are so aggressive. Oh. And actually, wasps are really, really important. And the wasps that we see, like the ones that like hang around in the beer gardens and stuff there. There's lots of different species of wasps, but they're like the only social wasp that we have. So they like colonize like bees in the sense that they have a queen and they have workers and whatever. But the wasps, wasps are about from early spring until uh, sort of late autumn.
1: Where do they go in between?
0: Well, they all die out. So there's and they, literally they, no
1: alive wasps in Well
0: they, no they leave behind mated queens. So the worker wasps, the wasps that you see and the wasps that you sting, ye, that sting are female. And and same with bees, so male bees don't sting. It's only female bees. But so what what happens with the wasps are the worker wasps can only eat a regurgitated substance. So they they pollinate. The worker wasps pollinate. And they collect nectar and eat all of the green fly and aphids and all of the little Legions. little bugs, absolutely that kill your plants. So they eat all of those. They bring them. They they, they get those little bugs and nectar and stuff. And bring it back to the the nest, which is like an onion shaped kind of thing, um, on paper made of paper. What, made
2: actual paper.
0: Well, that's how paper was discovered.
2: What? Yeah. Fucking hell! You're going hundred miles an hour, and I cannot keep up with this. <laughs> so. It's made of paper, yeah. and that's how paper was discovered. Yeah, they, I thought the Egyptians like discovered paper.
0: No, I think it was the Chinese.
2: I be wrong. Right, right, well...
0: I think it was the Chinese. do Joe three. on brain,
2: really, honestly. Are you not thinking of bed
1: sheets for the Egyptians? The Egyptian gods. Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the worker wasps they collect the nectar and the, the green flies and stuff bring it back they feed it to the larva the larva regurgitate a substance and feed and that's how the worker wasps eat so whenever at the end of the season whenever they start becoming nuisances it's because the queen has died the colony has collapsed there's no more larva so they've not got any more food
1: so that's why they come for a larva
0: yes they've got no queen nothing to do and they've nothing to eat so that's whenever they become nuisances so I always say to people do not kill wasps before August
2: after August Plan. Fine, work away. Let's get back to bees, shall we? Do you keep your own bees? Have you got like?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've got two different apiaries. Which is an apiary is the place. So I'm, beekeeping is an apiarist. Yeah, A-A-P. a what? Well, An apiarist. A P. I'm dyslexic, so I always find this difficult. A P I A R I S T. So it's um, yeah, it's like it's the keeping of bees is apiarism. Maybe that word might not exist.
1: I like it. So an apiary is what we think of as a hive. It's one of those sort of uh white things with multiple layers and trays that come out of it.
0: Do you know that that's I was watching a Netflix thing recently and there was hives on it and they had beautiful hives like that. Hang but on. that's not what we live. Is that the in. one? Y- yeah. Uh, no, it's just perfect. It's... I wish it looked like that, but it doesn't. So it's, that's not true? That, well it... And I think in that in that world, it maybe is.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah and some beekeepers do
0: have lovely, beautiful hives. But basically, so an, an apiary is a collection of hives. Oh. So a beehive is where they live. And a collection of beehives is an apiary. That's where your apiary is. So I have two different apiaries. At the minute, I have 14 different hives, but I lost quite a few hives to pesticide
2: oh.
0: um, poisoning a few um, a wee while ago. So I did lose quite a lot of hives. So we're kind of building it back up again.
2: A hive is just like a tray, is it?
0: It's basically a box. So there, box. there's a brood box. Yeah. And it's called different things in different parts of the world. The Americans call it some, something different. But we call it a brood box. I think they call it a deep. And that is where the brood lives. it so will be the queen and all of the eggs and larvae and all of the worker bees and drones but drones are male but they're only there if you like at certain times of the year because men don't really do anything in the honeybee world
2: mm. so, Kelsey breeze. Yeah. interesting the way you've said that sentence and, and then sort of
0: looked at me and Tom <laughs> as if like <laughs> well it's quite funny though fuck but, you yeah, yeah. Because one of the really interesting things about worker bees is that they tell the queen when she needs to lay um, an unfertilized egg, and the unfertilized egg is the male. The male is a genetic a genetic copy of the queen, but they're what? only required for like the mating season, which would be kind of you know, mid-spring to uh, late summer, and then whenever the mating season is over, the worker bees get all of the men, all of the drones, and they fire them out the front door and they're like, What? You're not getting back in again and they all die of exposure? (laughs) What
1: so hang on. So the the male bee Uh is literally there for stub purposes. Yeah. And pretty much when his work is done and the seed is sown, he's booted out the family home Mm -hmm. and dies.
0: Well if the seed's sown he explodes in the air.
2: What
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry he explodes Why have you never seen an exploding bee? Have you ever seen an exploding bee? are we
2: really talking like have... they actually explode? Are you just—is that another well, like, way of yeah. saying ejaculation?
0: Well, they kind of, yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you? Well, doing? whenever, whenever they ejaculate, they die. So they—they. They, sorry, I said we all feel like that
1: sometimes. Really, <laughs> most
0: of <them> kids.
2: <laughs> I got this, hang on a this image in my no, face. This, is, this this is fucking wild. <laughs> this is all over the place, mate. I've just lost it. <laughs> I've fucking lost it. I don't know it. how we
0: got from... So these, bees, to... so
2: these male bees, known as drones, yeah, their one job is to mate. Yes. Okay. On my fact sheet here, mm-hmm. I've got... <laughs> By fact sheet, you mean the things you've written down in your notepad. <laughs> fact sheet. Yeah, that says at the top,
1: bee facts. The fact that you've called it a fact sheet is more of a fact than your fact sheet.
2: Anyway, so when they mate, mm-hmm. why do they have to mate with a queen outside of the hive,
0: because, is that a thing? Well, the queen's the queen in the hive will generally be their mother, <laughs> unless the, the queen. Hell
1: is going on in these unless
0: hives. the queen unless the colony has requeened the hive and there's still drones there, but there's a new queen in which case it wouldn't be. But like for like, all intents and purposes, that the queen in the hive will be the drones' mum. They actually mate in what's known as a DCA, a drone collection or conservation. Anyway, a place in the sky where All of the drones go and all of the newly hatched queens go. And nobody knows. And they're everywhere, but every area will have its own little place. It's basically like a nightclub in the sky.
2: We need to go through this point by point. So How long is this episode going to be? (laughs) Because, fuck, we haven't even got through, like, four questions and, right. So what you're saying to me and Joe is that there is a
1: giant... Be nightclub in the sky where the males shag their mum.
0: No, they don't shag. their mum. And
1: mom. once they've shot their load, they explode in mid air.
0: <laughs> uh, well, everything apart from the mum thing. Oh, but they. But sometimes, I mean, there is a possibility that that might happen. <laughs> So the queen will meet with like fifteen or so different Over what drones. time period? Like well she'll do a few different mating flights. Is
1: she flying while she's up there? They, sh- they shag while they fly. Yeah,
0: on the wing. And that's why drones have bigger <laughs> eyes and stronger wings. Because they need to be really strong. How do they to if, do it? How do they, they couple? Yeah, because, like <laughs> it's, it's like I think it's you, like a doggy style you kind you of thing. It, yeah.
2: They're bees. bitch just, <laughs> just me. I'm just which, always be so bad <laughs> as a drone bee because I could not shag in the air like. <laughs> How long could you stay up for like, with my with my arms flapping and like I'm trying to like. <laughs> I couldn't. I'd but the, be all out of rhythm. No, but the issue is you're thinking of yourself with wings
1: rather than a B version of Joe. Because if you're a B Joe, your wings are amazing.
0: Yeah, they'll be really you're, strong. You're, you're literally
1: you're, genetically yeah. designed <laughs> to shag midair. Oh. You're thinking if I were Joe and I was trying to shag midair, which is obviously much more difficult. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. That's, that makes more sense then. Talking of flying, <laughs> did you know that? honeybees' wing strokes, 11,400 per minute. <laughs> I
0: didn't know that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even work as a sentence. So that means, that means... Is she it Googling it's on the phone? I'm not Googling, I'm using my calculator. Okay. That means they flap their wings, they stroke their wings 684,000 times an hour. <laughs> you're just going to keep times in this by 24. Which means, in a day, the fucking bee, honeybees flap their wings... 16,416,000 oh. times a day. Wow. And often while shagging at the same time. <laughs> they're fucking... Surely they're exhausted. Is this why they explode? <laughs>
0: Maybe it is. Pure exhaustion. Right, my guys. Right,
2: how do we get back to some sort of um, structure, so normalcy of, of
1: this? Because you've talked about honeybees. I didn't even know what drones were. So can we talk about the other types of bee, Emma? That
0: You've honeybees and you've got bumblebees.
1: Bless them. Love are they not the same? Love Why Aren't they the same thing?
0: Well, bumblebees are like, they're the fat, fuzzy ones.
1: But I like bumblebees.
0: <laughs> oh, bumblebees are awesome. Okay. I really like a yeah. bumblebee. Yeah. So I did, like, a couple of years ago, I rescued quite a lot of bumblebee house. I had to stop it this year because we opened a shop anyway. But what, time. what do they do?
2: Or are they just l- 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 bumbling about the place?
0: They're pollinators. And also. a
2: pollinator is someone that spreads pollen. Yeah, uh-huh. There might be listeners like me that don't know what a pollinator is. Okay? Why why are bumblebees
1: more charming? Is it because they literally look like they're a bit heavy? They're like, ooh, sorry, bumped into again. Ooh. (laughs)
0: I, th- I read somewhere that they're like technically they're not supposed to be able to fly because their bodies are so big and their wings are so small, but they do anyway.
1: Yeah, fair play, um, Bumbles.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do. like And there's so many different types of bumblebees, so you'll get like big massive ones and little tiny ones, and then there's like a cuckoo bumblebee, which is a bumblebee that is really a solitary bee and pretends to be a non-solitary bee and then goes into other bumblebees' <laughs> nests and kills a queen and then take, uh, Yeah. So but they're
2: like an uh, incel
0: yeah, Regiside they're like, you know, like terrorists.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Bumblebee
0: terrorists. I never saw
1: that in a bumblebee. I always thought they were quite friendly and just well, a bit Well,
0: there's only a few cookies, uh, cookie bumblebees species, not as many as the normal ones. But bumblebees, like wasps, they, whenever it comes to the end of the season, which will be slightly earlier for them, which is generally um, whenever autumn hits, they're called, they leave queens, mated queens, behind. Their colony completely... Collapses, so everybody dies out apart from the newly mated queens who hibernate like in the ground, in and then the ground. in the ground, yeah. And then as soon as the 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 soil warms up, then sort of March April time, the queen comes up and she's made she's got all of her eggs, and then she starts the nest from complete scratch. Um, Herself, so she will go out and forage. She will collect all of the. um, She'll make the wax, and then she'll collect all of the like bits and pieces that she makes her nest out of. And then she lays her first larva, and she raises them, and then they take over, and she just becomes an egg layer.
2: Who decides this queen? Is it? Is it in? Is it bloodline? Is it (laughs)
0: genetics?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They they have a coronation ceremony, Joe, where you know this ancient tradition. Is maintained. They put the crown <laughs> yeah. on the head. But she <laughs> wears like an ermine
2: gown.
0: Game of Thrones kind mm. of
2: style. Sorry. Enough of this ganging up shit. <laughs> how is how is that a stupid question? It's a good question. The bloodline. The reason we got the royals. Human is be- royals. The human royals is because of their blood. Because their dads and their mums before them, and then before them, decided we're the we're the queens and the the kings of the land, and then only our offspring can be the princes and princesses and the queens and the... Ki- it's a really fucking weird system, if I'm honest, in this bit. day and age. But we're not here to slag the royals. I was just wondering if the bees were, uh, a had really a better good. system. They do. Or- yeah. Oh, it is?
0: Okay. It's, it's a really, really good question. So, uh, honeybee terms, it's, it's decided, so it'll always be a female egg so that the queen can lay a fertilized and an unfertilized egg. So the fertilized egg will be a female, which will either be a worker bee or potentially a new queen. And the unfertilized egg will be the men, the male egg that we talked about before. So um, whenever it comes to deciding who's queen, the worker bees decide that. So they will get an egg. And I've started to breed my own queens this year. So it's a really, really interesting process. So the worker bees will get, um, they will decide that they need to have a queen for many different reasons. But it could be that the old queens run out of eggs, not maybe laying as well as she should have been. Or it could be because maybe the beekeeper's ac- accidentally cut her head off or something. Mm. Happen what happened yeah. to me? You've cut your head off? Accidentally decapitated the queen. Yeah. Oh.
2: Then the... my... I thought you said beekeeper had cut their
0: head off. Yeah, well, the head of the queen. Yeah. Not the beekeeper have cut. Right,
2: the... yeah, yeah, not the human. And
1: Um right. What does the queen actually look like, Emma? Does it look like a big bee
0: yeah she will M- have a massive. a distended like abdomen where all of the la- the eggs are so what the the worker bees will dis- decide
2: stop right? fucking looking at me <laughs> With anything that's got a distended abdomen in the sentence, <laughs> asshole. okay? Sorry. <laughs> Get it out of your system. Okay. I'm trying to learn about bees here, specifically honeybees, specifically the queen bees. Okay. Thank you,
0: <laughs> So the, what will happen is, whatever the situation is that the colony have decided that they need a new queen, they will select an egg that the queen has laid, that egg that will be an egg for three days, and that will hatch into a larva. And at that point, the kind of three-day mark, then they change that larva's diet to specifically... Royal jelly. I don't know if you've ever heard of royal jelly before, but that's what royal jelly is I thought it was like a brand. No, it's a substance that comes from the head of the worker bee.
2: Hang on.
1: Is there ordinary jelly as well?
0: The larvae that aren't going to be queens, that would be workers, they will be like fed proteins and a little bit of royal jelly, but not like not a, as a pure diet of royal jelly as the queen will be. So because that egg has been fed that substance, that diet, then that becomes a queen bee. So the queen bee will be genetically different. She's got ovaries and she can lay eggs and things like that. This
1: is fascinating. It's crazy. I've got this image in my head, Joe, of um, like a courtier at the, at the queen's palace going, Bring the royal jelly! And someone brings in this wobbly jelly, like a sort of green one or orange one. (laughs) Yeah. And the queen just tucks in. (laughs) With a spoon? Probably, yeah. What a ridiculous (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Could humans eat raw jelly?
0: You can, yeah. And you can see it in the cell, in the queen cell. I've got some queen cells here if you want to see them.
2: Yes, please. What do you mean queen cells? You've got a bag of bees.
0: These are, so this year I started breeding my own queen bee. Started a little bit last year, but... Is there anything <laughs>
1: in this jam jar that's going to sting us? It looks like pasta. Oh, it also looks slightly it like... A thimble. A thimble, right. Let's pick this. Right. So the Is pasta
0: isn't actually from, obviously that's...
1: Oh, So I've, what we're holding here, we've got a, a small yellow plastic aperture. And then we've got what looks like... Could you pass me you an, an aperture, point? please? Yeah. So, and then we've got what, look, what looks like a small cone of, well, honeycomb.
0: So it's beeswax, and that is a cell cup that I grafted a larva into. So I create a situation in the hive that makes the colony think that they're queenless. And then I give them three-day-old larvae. And because there's the absence of queen pheromone, because I've hidden her, I hide her at the bottom and put like a pheromone blocker in. And then... I put little, in those little yellow cups, I put then little larvae that I graft cells, And then because of the situation that I've caused in the hive, then the worker bees automatically go into queen rearing mode and they feed, they will then feed the larvae royal jelly and they will leave a big bit of royal jelly in the cell, that's a capped cell that didn't hatch, and that's Jo's, a cell that did hatch. Oh, so, so she,
1: mine has got an open end, yeah, so and Joe's is still closed.
0: Joe's is still closed. So I have never opened that.
1: Could there be something inside? There's
0: going to be a queen in there. What
1: in the one that Joe's holding right yeah. by his face? A little yeah, baby queen she, princess.
0: She didn't. She didn't hatch. She died. But I don't know what's in there because I haven't opened jo it. Joe's so holding the tomb now, of a queen. It's a couple of months old, so it might <gasps> be the nicest. But you I'm could hard. have a look and see. You could open the.
2: What do you mean? There's something in it. Yeah. Like a Christmas
0: present. Yeah, That's like, like a, a dead, dead queen.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a dead queen. A dead queen in your hands. What well, are you prepared for? What you might. see? I don't
2: see, know. Yeah? I feel like I'm doing
1: something. I feel You're like, like Howard Carter in the tomb of Tutankhamun. You're breaking the tomb of the dead. Yeah. Hang on. You smell death there or honey? <laughs> <laughs> so are, you you know are you sure I'm all right doing this? Nothing's going to come out like a jack no,
2: right in the box. No, I don't. That's it? not what I mean. I feel like I'm like doing sa- something that's sacrosanct. Sacred, yeah. Sacred, yeah. What sacrosanct mean? <laughs> it means? means that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to break off the tip. Ah! 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 I'm a little bit. Um, is there a tomb in there? A the tomb I hope
0: is there on. is something in it. I'd be really disappointed if it was empty.
2: What are you pulling out? Oh, well, I'm pulling like... out like, it looks like an empty sack. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh. Oh No, no, so that bit's empty. looks a bit like a thingy. So you've, yes,
1: and then you're going to turn it on its end and tip it out. Yeah. Oh, what's this coming out?
2: Oh, my God. It I looks like something you've pulled out of your ear. Oh. Describe it to us, Joe. Oh, my God. Yes, I will. Yeah. It is a mouldy, tiny, unhatched bit of rock. <laughs> like, if I'm honest. <laughs> I can definitely
1: see. Hang on. It's about four millimetres long by... And don't
2: ping it off it's of this. hard <laughs> it's definitely got the formation of what would have been a queen would this have been a queen?
0: that would have been a queen so they go through different a bit like whenever a caterpillar turn into butterflies they go through different molts so she would have died in between sort of partially formed molt and the molt that, at the end so she's probably got knockout wings or something like that
2: she hasn't you're right I'm just going to take a picture of her bless her art <laughs> What well, we
0: need to do? You do...
2: Name her? Yeah. yeah. What should we
0: call
2: her? <laughs> Something regal, queenie. Camilla. No, that's not a name, Camilla? is it? I was I was thinking Doris. Doris, okay. that's not a queen's name, is it? Well, no, but she's dead, and it's easier to say dead Doris than it is dead Camilla, and I think that's a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, dead Doris. I'm going to tuck her back in into her sarcophagus. Into her sarcophagus. It's it's not uh it's not the first time actually that I've experienced that. I had this box that I left outside. It was a flat pack of a kid's water thing for the garden. and didn't get around doing it. And then I saw loads of... I think they were wasps, mm-hmm. not bees. How, how do I tell, tell the difference again?
0: Well, a lot of people get honeybees and wasps mixed up. So honeybees will be... They will look like wasps, but they will be like a darker colour. Okay. Whereas wasps are very definite yellow and black.
2: There was like what looked like a hive formed inside this box. It was, like, flattened Mm -hmm. up against this box with Mm -hmm. different holes. And I took it out, and as I took it out, there was, like, similar to this, it had, like, coverings over it, and there was about five or six that you opened it up, and they were either wasps or bees Mm -hmm. in them, dead. Oh. In, like, exactly what they've done there, like that, Mm -hmm. and I had, like, five or six of them, and I got the kids out to be like, oh, come look at this. This
0: Like little small, like, wax cups? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like bumble, but like a species of
2: bumblebee. Oh, it's been on my mind. Did I kill them? Yeah. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> what? If I'd have left them, they'd have been okay. Oh, fucking hell, Emma. <laughs> did the kids enjoy it at least. Fucking yeah, they did. <laughs> it's really fascinating, but now, <laughs> right, we, we're gonna have a quick break. Mm-hmm. We're gonna buzz off. Not um, very good. Not good.
1: This episode is sponsored by Well I would walk 500 miles It's Darren Mile To be more like Darren Go to patreon.com forward slash things people do Become an official sponsor Get bonus content And grow the show today <laughs>
2: You know, with the queens, mm-hmm. can they abdicate?
0: What do you mean? So can they not become well, not queens? Well, can they renounce
2: one's throne?
0: Well, the, the worker bees often renounce them.
2: Like a revolution?
0: hmm So they will... It's called supersedure. So they will uh, sack her off, basically. They'll, they'll smother her to death or <gasps> hotball her. So, Hotballer.
2: Hotballer. <laughs> they will hotball the queen.
0: Yeah, so they'll <laughs> gather all around the queen what? and smother her. <laughs> the
2: we shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> but... Fuck me! These bees are ruthless. They are ruthless. Quite deviant, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So they just go. What? She's a shit queen. Let's get a new one.
0: Superceder, Yeah, it happens all the time. So, a couple of queens that I grafted early on in the season. So I was going to say, like the other like thing that can happen with queens is if they're queenless and they've only got a larva that's maybe like four days old which is really too old for them to turn into a proper queen they will still do it but that what they'll get is a bee or a queen that's in between worker and queens like intercast. so in that case that that queen would only be good for a very short period of time and they would sack her off and supersede her so whenever the queen lays her first couple of eggs they will use those eggs at the earlier stage, and turn those into proper queens. But the queens also kill each other, so whenever a colony, What's going on in these hives? Say they're superseding the queen, they will draw out a couple of queen cells because they'll never leave themselves with just one option. Seven. The first queen to hatch, she will locate the other queen cells and sting through the side of the wall.
1: See off her rivals.
0: See off her rivals. And, and probably have got a queen cell in there somewhere that's been torn down at the side, and that's how you know.
1: It's like Queen Elizabeth... Getting rid of Mary Queen of Scots.
0: So, we have to put cages around the queen cells to make sure that that doesn't happen. So, we will put queen cages on the cell. So, you'll have that peanut shaped cell with something that looks like a hair ruler around it. Like a sting
1: proof yeah, sheath.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that whenever, if you have 10 queen cells, you'll get 10 queens rather than one queen and 10 di- or nine. Di-
1: Let's talk honeys, Joe. Yeah. Are you a honey you fan? So love it. Favourite honeys? Do you like it? All right. Runny. Ru-
2: you like a runny over a set? Well, I thought sets bad. I thought no. set is bad because I usually get runny honey local as well because apparently that's good to... Touch. have. you No, for your immunity. Is it? Apparently it's good to have the the local bees. In fact, no, whilst we're on it, the manuka honey situation, mm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that a load of bollocks? Because they charge me 20 quid for a pot of manuka honey when I could get one for three quid.
0: I wouldn't be buying three pound manuka. I wouldn't be buying three pound any honey but three pound manuka honey isn't going to be 100% manuka. Honey's one of the most faked foods in the world. Is it? Yeah,
2: Fuck, but then... So back to the honey that I usually get in the pot, and then if I've left it in the cupboard, it then starts going from clear to crystallised, is it? Or something like that. And then it's harder to spread, Mm -hmm. but still tastes incredible. I just think it's going mouldy. But you can buy it like that.
0: Well, honey will naturally crystallise because honey is made up of lots of different nectars, which have lots of different sugar crystal sizes. So for instance, at home, we're a little bit colder and our nectar... So if we have... Um, nectar from rapeseed you know we see those big yellow fields Mm. rapeseeds are very very thick nectar so that will crystallise almost straight away which is where you would get your set honey Whenever the honeybees collect the honey, in each cell, they don't mix nectar. So every cell of the frame will have a hundred percent whatever nectar they've collected in it. They won't mix that. But whenever the beekeeper like extracts the honey, obviously all of that mixes. So what you'll find is, you know, a honey that's maybe made up of slightly looser nectar and some thicker nectar. And then you'll get like a, a multi-layered of Crystallization, but don't put it in the fridge because it'll, it'll always crystallize in
2: that So, food. never put honey in no, the fridge?
0: No, you don't need to. It's, a, it's like it's a fermented food, so it's completely okay to keep it out of the fridge. It, like, it lasts forever.
1: So, how is honey actually made?
0: So, the forager bees go out and collect the nectar. Forager bees are worker bees at the very end of their life because the last job that the worker bees do, the female worker bees do, is forage and collect the nectar and bring it back. They've got lots of other jobs within the hive before that, so there's maybe like 60,000 bees in a hive. The foragers go out and they will find a patch of nectar and uh, they will bring that nectar back. And whenever they bring that nectar back, nectar is 80% water, 20% sugar. How do they bring it
1: back? They,
0: well, they carry it. They've got like a stomach that they, they so suck they, it up. So like, they suck it up Yeah, they've in got the a mouth. proboscis. Yeah, like a, they've got a long tongue. So they suck oh, it up. Oh, it's a tongue? Mm-hmm. It's a proboscis. And they suck so it they up. So they stick it out. Suck so it, it up. it
2: goes, mm-hmm. and they just keep going. Yeah. What sort of level of like, mm-hmm. compared to their body... Ratio? How much can they carry?
0: Not very much. Like I think I read before. I've read it a few times. So I haven't like cross checked it, but I think it is true that like a one honeybee will collect a teaspoon of honey in their whole life.
2: In their life?
0: Yeah.
2: How, and how long's their life?
0: Well, thirty to forty days. In
2: forty days.
0: But that they need said, to fucking
2: work harder. But
0: that said, they're only foraging for maybe the last seven days of their life. So I don't know whether that's been. Like factored into that equation, or whether that's just a very kind of broad spectrum.
2: Only a teaspoon,
0: but not honey. very much.
1: So what happens when they bring the nectar back?
0: So they bring life. the nectar back and they put it into the honeycomb, the little cell that they've made with beeswax. One of their jobs will be to flap their wings at the cell, and that will dehydrate the honey from twenty percent sugar, eighty percent water, to eighty percent sugar, twenty percent water, and then they cap it off with a beeswax cell with a beeswax cap. And then that's it. And they save that for a rainy day.
2: What's the purpose of that honey for them? Is that for them to yeah. survive?
0: Yeah, it's for them. Because honeybees don't die off. Like, So bumblebees only need a little bit of honey. They collect nectar and make a little bit of honey. The worker bees, because or the honeybees, because they last right through, they don't die off they overwinter as a colony they will need that all of winter so it's for winter so it's for them it's for them yeah
2: so you extracting this honey
0: so i'm an ethical beekeeper
2: you're nice to them what you say sorry can i just have some of your honey
0: we've kind of had a conversation about it they know that i'm going to take a little bit but leave them with some
2: who's in charge though the ratio definitely me Because my opening question mm-hmm. was going to be, is beekeeping cruel?
0: Then that's a really good question. Because
2: imagine imagine locking you up in a wooden...
0: That they can leave if they want. I mean, they're, they're just there. They want to stay there. There's nothing sort of catering them Oh, so them it's in. a choice. It's a choice. Okay.
2: But then you end up milking them and getting their sweet juices... So you're nicking their food?
0: Well, yes. Yeah, so We're I,
2: nicking their food, basically.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where vegans get they boycott honey and beekeepers and things like that. So yeah, you do take the honey, you yeah, absolutely do, but like I leave behind quite a lot, and then I would leave behind, I would leave frames that I would put back in in the winter. So I do feed the honey back to the bees as, as well as take some. But I don't need like so because I make cosmetics with all of my stuff. Um, I don't sell honey in jars, so I don't need as much.
2: What? Well, just lop it in someone's hand. As <laughs> yeah. you give like you a bear. You, <laughs>
0: How do you give people their honey? I make soaps and creams and balms and skin care. Oh, so you cancer. don't sell any honey? No.
2: You just use it to make...
0: I make, yeah. I'm... What?
2: Yeah. You don't sell honey? No. You make shit out of it? I make shit out of
0: it. Oh, hang on,
2: talk to us about what you make out of this honey then. So
0: I have a business and a website and an app and a shop. What's it called, called, please? Behavingbodycare.co.uk. Behaving, because Behaving, I'm misbehaving.
2: misbehaving?
0: Misbehaving.
2: And the products are...
0: So yeah, so I've got I make two hundred uh, more than two hundred different like yeah. products. Yeah. Have you bought any in? Yeah. So my me and my daughter run the shop. It's what? me and my daughter. Um, I make everything, and she does all of the other
2: stuff. All from honey.
0: Yeah. So I put in some beeswax, so you could see that. It's we like, will talk about that. What do we do
2: with beeswax? Do we make candles? That
0: we smells make candles so nice. and have a sniff of that. Wait, have a sniff.
2: Oh my god, that's lovely. Can I eat that? <laughs>
0: You can chew it if you want. So that.
2: Well, hang on. What's beeswax?
0: Beeswax is a uh, wax that's secreted from the bee's gland. So they. It's made up. So they use it for building, basically. It's a building material. We don't have anything that would match it to compare it to. But it's not going to be sweat, could, is it?
2: Because sweats. It's
0: probably like like toe jam or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just put in that. Toe show. jam? <laughs> no. Bee to- beeswax is toe jam well I eat my toe jam so I might as well <laughs> eat the bees toe jam or
0: like maybe like a toenail I don't know it's like it's like a thing that's secreted from their body that they it's a, use a secretion. it's a secretion I actually bought this for you because I thought that you might like have aches and pains
1: what have we got here it's the, a little jar so that's,
0: that's a magnesium beeswax balm and that's beeswax and honey and Guinness soap and body cream. The smell of this
1: jar. That smells amazing. Can we apply some of this balm now?
0: You can, just don't put it on your eyes.
1: Where can I put it?
2: Guys, whilst you two have been doing that, I've eaten You've been eating, you
0: have. I wonder what you were chewing on.
2: Any good? Oh, it's coming out. It doesn't taste of anything.
0: No. (laughs) So, there's probably lots of bee crap in that as well, because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just introduced that
2: now,
0: Emma. I I filtered that, but I didn't, like, second filter it, so there'd probably be bee shit and things in that. But I'll be fine. Yeah, there but you go.
2: that's good for your immunity. It is, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah good bacteria.
2: So it could be good, actually. You could make that, like, a chewing, a weird chewing gum, actually. Anyway, sorry. What's this, the balm?
0: So, that's, like, a muscle balm.
2: Oh, it smells fantastic.
0: So, there's magnesium chloride in that as well, which is really good, and camphor, which is really, really good for like muscle soreness. And then we've got like my best-selling Be Beautiful face cream. It we sell tons of that. The reason I started a cosmetics business was because I had really bad acne. I had acne from 11 until a couple of years ago and I'd been a beekeeper for about 5 years. I decided that because I tried everything that I would like put some beeswax and honey on my zits, basically, and I made this. It's actually the beekeeper's intense skin balm. So I made that, and then it cleared my spots in a week. Did and you? then uh, so I started a business side of it. Yeah.
2: Let's talk about your get up. Because oh. what the fuck do you wear when you're keeping your bees? Talk us through the uniform.
0: Yeah, so there, you know, there's the bee suit that you'll be familiar with, like sort of like a bought like a boiler suit with the big hood, the the veil like from ET. Yeah, like mm-hmm. So there's that, but like they're not. Well, my one isn't anyway. Most of the ones that people wear aren't like sting proof. So you still get stung. So if the, the bees want to sting you and you're not wearing protective clothes underneath your suit, you still get stung. I get stung. What's the, all the point time. in the yeah. suit? I don't know. <laughs> if
1: it's not a sting, I know. It's not even a stung. suit of armour that doesn't stop a sword. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the veil will definitely stop. Stings to the face as long as you've got it zipped up, which I didn't have once, and I got like really bad. you got in. Oh, hundreds. Where have, hundreds where, where, of bees in yeah. your
2: lid? What? And you got stung loads.
0: Yeah. Where's yeah. the
2: worst place you've been stung?
0: Oh, probably the eyelid has been the worst bit. Oh,
2: Tom, have you been stung by a bee?
1: Yes. It always surprises me how much it hurts.
0: It is sore. You're like, ow, that really hurts. Yeah.
2: Why did bees sting you? If be- they're meant to be the friendly ones, why are, they, why are they stinging us?
0: Because they think that you're like a danger to them. So bees are funny because, well, honeybees, like they don't like, so if you go to the hive, they don't like the colour black. So you couldn't wear like a black bee suit. They would just come out and just like punch in the side of the head. Um, they say that it, like, looks like sort of the pupils of uh, an animal that's going to attack their hive.
2: Like a giant yeah. pupil. Oh, I yeah, thought it would like be the other ball. way around Like, if I've got, like, really colourful clothing on, that that would attract them, and, but not.
1: So you're thinking if you actually should be wearing a yellow and black striped outfit, and they're going to either think one of us... Yeah. Or it could be the other thing where they think,
2: oh, it's the size of that bastard. No, or, or, like, if I wore a flower. If I wore a... They'd fl- like come f- to you, wouldn't they'll they? they will
0: come yeah? to you. Oh, they they d- would come to. Yeah, but, but they-
2: I don't want that. What What do I wear to make them not come to me?
0: You can't stop it. Oh. <laughs> right,
2: okay. Is it true that if I clap,
0: uh-huh.
2: they don't come near me?
0: I don't think so. I heard,
2: I've that, never like, heard that. I before heard my that legs. it vibrates the air, and they go fuck that shit. No. Not,
0: this. <laughs> not
2: any of that. I don't know. So If you get a bee like, coming round your food and all that, lot, you just start clapping.
1: The other thing about the clapping though, Joe is. Right, maybe that would actually trap them, because I heard, Emma, mm-hmm.
2: the bees are amazing dancers.
0: They do, they have a waggle dance. That's how they communicate, through dance. I
2: thought they... But, I thought they spoke to it like they buzzed well, each other,
0: and they touch as well. They touch and they communicate through that. Back to the forager bees. So whenever they go out, they'll some of the forager bees will go out to specifically find patches of nectar and forage, and they will come back to the hive and they will tell the other bees what direction the patch of forage is, where it is in relative relativity to the sun. So they'll say like, "Fly ninety degrees to the sun and fly for three miles," and it will look a certain way, and they do all that through waggling their bodies and running around. So they'll come into the hive. I mean, the the whole waggle dance has been translated, so they know what it means. But they'll be on the frame, if the frame was flat, and the bee will come in and she will run for a certain length of time, and then she will dance a certain way and waggle a certain way and repeat that. And that te- then tells the other forager bees exactly where the patch of nectar is that she's been to.
1: So through the medium of dance, yeah. they can give complicated in- directional yeah.
2: instructions. Yeah. Right, Joe. What would your dance be if It's bollocks? <laughs> Not happening. Yeah. Twerk. Right, Tom. Could what you... would your dance be? <laughs> 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 I knew exactly where you were going. Go could on. You, how complicated a set of directions could
1: you dance? Like to get from the studio where we are today to the yeah. tube station. Yeah. Okay, so you've got to come out of the studio. You've got to turn, turn right. right. Take the first right. Why don't you do something the right side of your body? Like, like you're indicating <laughs> right, like a boosh, boosh,
2: boosh. Hang on, have bees got arms?
0: They've got, like, multiple legs. I suppose you could call, like...
2: Well, how many legs? Say? I think we
0: have got six.
2: Six. Okay. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? It's the waggle dance. Okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you want
1: to know? Sounds a bit like you're doing a David Bowie impression. Certain lines, certain lines. Right,
2: go straight on. <laughs> and then ele- I don't know how to get to the. I don't know how to get to the station. I got a taxi here. Did you? Yeah. So well, you
1: could call an Uber <laughs> <laughs> through the medium of dance.
0: But also, bees don't need to like. Call <laughs> Uber. <laughs> bees don't need to like do that. They kind of just go straight, and like. As the crow flies, I suppose.
1: Why does a bee have to die when it stings you?
0: Well, that's a really good question because not all bees do die whenever they sting you. Only honeybees die whenever they sting you. I think it's part of the whole evolution thing that I really don't understand because bumblebees and wasps don't. And the reason that honeybees do die whenever they sting you is that they have like a barbed stinger. So it's like a sword shape at the bottom. So whenever it goes into the skin and the bee flies away, it pulls their digestive tract out of their arsehole, basically. (laughs) Like a prolapse? Yeah, like a massive prolapse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep very serious here. You're fucking talking about prolapsing bees.
1: You've lifted a lot of heavy weights in your time. You've done a lot of squats. Don't tell me that you don't fear the prolapse.
2: I fear the prolapse, but I've had a really good thing. I've never had a pile. Never had a prolapse. Okay, something I'm proud of. Okay, but I don't judge you if you've had either. So the death thing is that not a flaw in evolution
1: because mm. what what is the point in the bee stinging someone if it's only going to leave if it's only going to lead to its own demise?
0: It's definitely a flaw. So like every time that I get stung, it's sore, but I do get like. It's slightly sad because sometimes the bee, the honeybees don't sting you deep enough for it to pull out. It can pull out clean, and in the odd occasion, it doesn't kill the honeybee. But mostly, it does. So it's definitely a flaw in the evolution. Because you know, if the colony is a, is defending off, say, a couple of different wasps or whatever, they won't die in that instance. But whenever it comes to the beekeeper or human skin, it will.
2: I don't. I don't think I've ever been stung. What? No, I've put loads of nettles, but I've never. Done, I don't think I've been stung by a wasp or a bee. Really? Is, is it sore? It's really sore, is yeah. it?
0: Hurt? Yeah, it does. So the worst one I ever got was um, I was at an event and I had like an observation hive. So it's a glass-fronted hive that holds a few frames. So we'd been at the event for a few hours and I had the, 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 the couple of frames had been in this observation hive. So the bees were a bit pissed off because it was a warm day and they were getting a bit angry. And I was putting them back into their normal hive. So I had my suit on, but like quite often, because my dad does the beekeeping with me as well. Quite often we're like the chuckle brothers, like we're, we're not like <laughs> suited up properly, we're not zipped in, that kind of thing. Anyway, I didn't have my hood zipped around the neck and I shook the frame and the bees just went into my hood. <gasps> yeah, and there was, oh, there was just so many. So the whole hood was filled with bees and I took my hood off, but like they were stuck in my hair and they were stinging my face. I was just, like we were laughing, it was quite funny. And then whenever all of the bees stopped, either they died because they'd stung me or dad had squashed them. And then my head started to swell. So, and I didn't really notice it so much at the time because whenever you're doing that, you can't just go, right, I'm going home now. I've had enough. We had to go back and fix what we were doing. And it wasn't until the next morning that, that I woke up and I didn't notice it at the time but whenever I looked in the mirror my face was twice the size and my eyes were on like the side of my head and my bridge of my nose had almost disappeared I looked like an avatar, it was ridiculous
2: How cool is it to be an avatar? (laughs) I'd love to be an avatar
1: This episode is sponsored by the following
2: absolutely marvellous people Running up
1: that road I've been running up that gill It's AJ Gill Get Rich Delicia or Die trying. The Robber Dale Briggs Cat East hopes and dreams Under the seat, Sebastian Schlossky. Things can only get Becker Yes, it's Josh Becker Double Denim, Sally Wenham John Sumo, Sheldrake The Windy Rhino and Matthew Fairs. The Ian Miller Band That's the ticket, Tommy Pickett And Elementary Watson, it's Jack Holmes to be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash things do, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today.
2: So, you've got all these products which look fantastic, and thank you for are these. Definitely, yeah, me and Tom to yeah, keep. Yeah. My wife would actually there's love them. There's a to whole, keep. there's a whole, but part. you've got. Have you got actual honey? Yes. And is that raw? When you say raw, raw honey, mm-hmm. why why is it raw? Because it's not cooked.
0: Yeah, because it's not. It's been extracted without heat.
2: What then makes it unraw? So the, the rouse honey, for example, that I put on my toast, what's that? Is that not honey?
0: Well, I don't know about rice specifically.
2: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but the in honey general, that I put on my yeah, toast.
0: Like so like um, like the cheap honey? Yeah. It's like they say, and there's been lots of documentaries done about it. So I'm only taking the the information from there. But it's been like, it's come from many different countries. And on that journey, it's then sort of watered down with cheap syrups. Quite a lot of honey now will be filled with high fructose corn syrup. So basically what marshmallows are made from. Also, large companies that do that, that, that produce honey in volume, cheap honey in volume, quite often those bees that it's come from, they'll not, like, go out and forage for the nectar. They're just kind of fed cheap syrup. Like a battery bee. So Yeah, it's like a battery bee. So they will be, like, fed the cheap syrup and they will dehydrate the cheap syrup and then that cheap dehydrated syrup will be cut with other cheap syrups. So that's how you get, like, a £2.20. That's
2: the honey that I have in my porridge. And I, that's what I mean Yeah, you know? It's not honey. No. You're, and you're fucking fueling the 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 corporation. Yeah. You're. We should feel bad about this. Genuinely now. Yeah. I, I feel we've terrible. got to stop doing this. But can I can we can. can we So, try got a some pot each so this, this is like honey. exclusive
0: because <laughs> nobody else has got my
2: honey. Honestly, what I'm so mean? excited about this. Oh, because you don't sell it.
0: No, I don't <gasps> sell it. No. Okay. So this is that's why it's not like in so label jars.
1: A, we've got a pot each
0: here.
1: Yeah. Unscrew the lid, Joe. Give me
2: a sniff.
0: And this'll be wildflower honey, so it's oh, for the summer. This
1: is so
2: good. Thoughts, Joe, as you know. Oh my gosh, that is strong. I don't want to sound stupid.
0: That smells
2: amazing. But it smells like honey.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's honey.
2: <laughs> like it smells, it smells like honey.
1: Oh, it do smells know, amazing. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's like everything that your brain wants of honey.
2: It smells like honey. It doesn't smell, it doesn't smell like that watered down shit that I spread on the toast or put in my porridge.
1: Are you going to have a spoon of it? I am.
2: Yeah. I was just going to nick it, actually.
1: Are you going to do a full spoon or are you going to dip?
2: No, I've got bad teeth, so I might as well just keep having bad teeth by doing loads.
1: Right, so you've got a decent spoonful. It's under the nose, it's in the mouth.
2: Fucking
0: hell. <laughs> <laughs> and honey's filled with good bacteria, so it's really, really good for your gut. A lot of people, what, what I find a lot of people do with their honey, whenever they're, like, taking it for... Um, like sore throats or coughs or colds, they put it into hot water and that ruins mm. the, that ruins the <gasps> bacteria. Yeah, yeah.
2: Really? Try not my, to do that's that. That's what I do. I do. I make a. Um, so nice. I feel one coming as well. It's got a long. Oh fantastic my God. It's after-taste. so good. But it's yeah. so Honey-ish. rich. Yeah. And. I want to eat the whole thing, but I no, also know that's no, really bad for me. At, yeah. Oh that's my god! So nice. Oh god, it's on my fingers.
0: And if you've got any like wounds or whatever, if you can, you can just put a little bit of that on. And that's what I've used for years to really? the yeah, to dry infections.
2: Could we communicate with bees one day? Because hmm. they, they strike me. You've spoken so eloquently and detailed about the bees and the structure of the bee world, and we've all agreed that they're intelligent as fuck, aren't they? Big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So what's to the stop them one day being able to communicate with us? They can communicate, fucking dancing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'd like to be able to speak to bees one day.
0: I would like to be able to speak to bees too.
2: Do you know? I feel just, like I, you I can. I just think
0: we're so stupid in comparison. Yeah, we. I don't yeah. think we'd be talking the same language. No. We're just stupid. We'd ruin it anyway, wouldn't yeah, we? You're
1: right. What would you they, say? What's the first thing you'd say to a bee, Emma, if you discovered the ability to communicate with them?
0: Can you please stop stinging me? <laughs> <That's fair.
2: Yeah. laughs> Honeybees never sleep. True or false?
0: Oh God! Well, I've seen. I think they do sleep.
2: Well, according to my fact sheet, they don't. Right. My fact sheet says, honeybees never sleep. So that just... eight hours sleep,
0: what? You know, bumblebees bumble sleep. Could you see little drone bees sleeping inside flowers?
2: Can we stop
1: calling it a fact sheet just because yeah. you've written the word facts? Bee, bee facts, facts. facts. In your own hands,
2: honeybees never sleep. So that eight hours minimum sleep is bollocks. We're just soft as humans, I mean. Mm. Bees are tougher than humans. Bees
0: are definitely tougher. Mm. They
2: could just keep definitely. going. And a queen bee's royal duty is to lay fifteen hundred eggs a day. Yeah, she must be exhausted. You're just reading your fact sheet. <laughs> 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 They're no That's longer true. questions.
0: Yeah,
2: Emma, I've just been. I like Tom said. I could sit here and <laughs> ask you a million more questions. It's been fascinating. Fucking weird at times. Actually,
0: it's been a journey. It's also. Yeah, it has been mm-hmm. a hell of a
2: journey. I'm really. I can't believe that I'm dead. She's not dead because she was never alive.
0: Technically.
2: No, she didn't, like... Okay, I feel, I feel okay about, about that now. Um, I would like you, mainly for me, can you tell me your socials, where I can find, where the listeners can find, where top where we can all find your products, please?
0: So, socials are Miss behaven 123 on TikTok, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. The products are available from Behaven Body Care, B-E-E. H-A-V-E-N bodycare.co.uk and there's also an app that you can download in the app store called Behaven Body Care. Oh my God. And if you live in uh, Northern Ireland you can call to our shop in Ballyguyen where you'll meet me and my daughter.
2: Ballygowan. Ballygowan. Oh, Ballygowan.
0: Ballygowan. Guy.
2: Ballygar. uh, Guy. Gow. Yes. Ballygowan.
0: Ballygowan.
2: Ballygowan.
0: That's it. You're going Welsh. Yeah.
2: Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fucking mescal, mescal fella, and You tell me sit down all the bloody time. <laughs> time. It's <laughs> close. Emma, thank you so much thank for coming on. Thank you so much on. for having me. It's been great.
1: Feels to me, Joe, like exactly the sort of episode that we should start 2024 with. Insight, fascination, minds blown. Bit of fun a little bit of fun as well and some free stuff
2: which was nice. Oh. New year, any resolutions? New year, new me. That's not true, is it? No. Okay. No, I don't believe in that bollocks. I don't well, that's not true. That's that's a really shit answer to give you off the bat. I do believe in setting goals and looking to grow and develop as a person. I just don't buy into it needs to be done before January 1st and you do it in the whole year. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's an ongoing thing for me that I'm looking to try and grow and develop throughout the year. So no, I'm not going to do any fucking New Year's resolutions. What about you? Okay.
1: <laughs> I find myself looking into 2024 less about resolutions, Joe, more about things I'd really like to do. I definitely think we should go to a festival this year. Mm. Like If we can make it so we can do a pod at the festival, go along fundamentally and park up somewhere really nice in a really nice camper van, yep. that's a big yes for me in
2: 2024. Right, let's strive for that then. Let's work our little honey buns off. See what I've done there? I like it a lot. Like I've, I've tied it in with the episode. Well, Joe, we actually
1: have, of course, our own sort of mini micro once a month festival because we are now recording live podcasts every month at the Clapham Grand this year. You know the drill. We're going to be performing Things People Did where we'll be speaking to comedians and celebrities about all the weird and fun jobs they used to do before they were famous. Our first show of the year is only weeks away. It's on the 16th of January. Our guests, get this, comedians Mike Bubbins and Jem Brister. Excited, pumped? I'm
2: bubbins, bubblins away. I'm bubbling, bubbling, I'm buzzing for this. The first show with Joe Wilkinson and Lloyd Griffith went down a proper storm. Loved it. Everyone loved it. It was great fun. I can't wait to go again. Because January can be a little bit shit, can't it, Joe? So get this. Tickets a mere £15 and the mysterious five
1: pence. That would cheer anyone up. The link to purchase is in the episode description. Goodbye. Goodbye to you.
2: See ya. Bye-bye. Bye Bye for now. Ta-ra. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.